Hello, and welcome back to the Digital Wellbeing Podcast, where we explore how we live well in the digital world. Something that uh, came up in my exploration of uh, kind of digital declutter last spring um, was something referred to by Cal Newport as digital minimalism. Just the idea that the sometimes less is better. And my guest today is Joel Melton, and he is a minimalist. And he's here today to talk about minimalism and the benefits and how we can apply that thinking to our digital lives. So welcome, Joel. Um, appreciate you being here and um, taking the time to chat. Um, feel free to just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to, and uh, we'll jump in. Totally, man. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So yeah, my name's Joel, and I... I'm a recent general management uh, graduate from Thomas Edison State University. And so, yeah, uh, after, after school, I'm, you know, totally a time to, to think about what's next and, and, and where you're going. Um, and so I think through that transition, I got to, to really prioritize my life's really kind of get in tune with my goals, um, where I see myself, uh, what opportunities lie ahead of me. So it was just a really sweet time of, of really digging into that um, a little bit deeper. Cause you know, when you're in school, you're kind of being fed what, what's next, mm -hmm. what to do. Um, so, so it was a, a definitely a, a mindset shift for me. And so right now I am uh, just launching my very first business. So uh, it's been a, a blast. All the, all the things that that entails from web design to marketing to, creating logos. So I've awesome. had fun with that. So yeah, that's, that's where I am right now. Um, and looking forward to what's next and, and what, where that takes me. Cool. And can you just briefly describe what your business is and, and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, we are Reclave Solutions LLC, and it is an autoclave, uh, repair, refurbish and maintenance service. So autoclave are used in mainly medical industry, dentists, veterinarians, labs, and it is a, uh, a steam sterilizer. So basically works just like a pressure cooker. Um, but all those tools, hand tools that they use um, in, in operation um, have to be sterilized. So we are there to keep those, keep those running so that uh, dentists and, and vets can keep stay in business and do what they love to do. So Wonderful. Awesome. Good luck. Uh, good luck with building that. Um, so Joel, tell me a little bit about your kind of your foray into minimalism specifically, and what is that looking like for you? Yeah, so I'm definitely um, still just starting out. I'm pretty fresh to this, which is which is a fun um, place to be, and I think um, I think beneficial for your listeners because I mean you can go anywhere online and you can you can learn from people who have been having this mindset for you know. 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so they've really, I, I don't have that experience with it. But what I do have is just this, this fresh um, uh, look at it and how it's really impacting my life right now. And so I'm still discovering ways it's impacting me. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, and how I, it's, it's funny, because when I started, started this probably like a couple weeks back, um, I started seeing things and, and watching videos, documentaries on this idea of minimalism, I started bringing it to my family. Like, 
look at this and what do you guys think about this? And they just laughed at me because I was so not the minimalist as a child. You know, I was the collector of things. Um, <laughs> they, they reminded me of my rock collection that I got from my backyard and kept in coffee cans underneath my bed, probably 20 of them. So, you know, pretty funny to see where I came from and uh, that I would even consider this, this yeah. mindset shift. And but so yes. Yeah, with the mindset shift, what what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, first things first, I I just said, okay, let me start where, where I'm at. So I started with my closet. You know, I'm I'm a guy, but I do like clothes. I like uh, style, and um, so I had a lot of clothes. And I had uh, I stopped once you stop growing, you kind of just accumulate stuff. So mm-hmm. I went through my closet, and I just started getting rid of clothes that I don't wear much. I don't. I don't need, um, they weren't doing anything for me. So we got rid of those. I went through my shoes, which shoes used to be a big thing in high school. You know, I had like 25 to 30 pair and I loved them. So went through those and uh, yeah. So just started with actual stuff, actual physical stuff. Then from the closet went into the room and, and it kind of was, it was catchy and I, and I really saw the benefit of it. And so now um, my room is like, super clean cleaner than it's ever been and it's just kind of an open space now and i I think better in here i work better in here and i want to be in here more you know uh, because i'm working from home uh that's a really good thing so Mm -hmm. that's where it started and it definitely is growing from there so not just physical stuff um but it's becoming a mindset shift so that now when I go out and I found myself doing this, um, I went to a resale store because, you know, I got rid of all my stuff. So, you know, bless someone else with that. Um, And when I was in there, I was looking at things with a different mindset. You know, I used to be like, oh, you know, that's a great deal. I I would be, it'd be a shame to pass that up. Mm -hmm. But instead I was looking at it like, is this something that's worth bringing into my life? Um, something to, to just take up space in my room? Is it, is it worth it? Is it a necessity? Um, and so, yeah, that's what I've really been seeing. And, and as, the, as the weeks go on, I'm seeing more of it in different areas. So that's kind of where I started. Yeah. So you talk about the mindset shift. And I guess just to clarify, because I, th- I think probably a lot of people have different um, connotations with minimalism um you know is minimal is minimalism just getting rid of your stuff is it just living in a mostly empty house you know what for you what is what does minimalism actually mean um in that regard yeah for sure and like you said i think everyone can define it differently mm-hmm. so it's important to i think define it yourself um you don't have to base it totally off of someone else you know, uh, take it into your life, define it and, and see how that works. So for me, um, I, I got a picture and it, it helps me see it as a picture. And that's a garden. My life is a garden. And so what, what I'm doing is I'm trying to grow and produce beautiful things, helpful things, um, things for others, things for myself. Um, so, so that's the picture, but, but we can easily be um, overgrown with weeds, right? Weeds come in, they're super easy. And by the time you, you don't even realize it, you, you step back and your whole garden's taken over with weeds. You don't even remember what you were growing. So for me, that's the idea of minimalism is going in there, doing the hard work and weeding out things that aren't contributing 
to those priorities that you've placed on your life, those things that you want to grow. Mm-hmm. And so, and so first off for, for minimalism, I think you have to define what those things are, what those things are that you're going to prioritize in your life mm-hmm. to grow. Um, and then get, feel free to say no to things that aren't helping you grow in the areas that you want to. Right. Or offering distractions or, or obstacles to that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So I, there's a lot there, Joel, and I want to want to let you unpack that. Um, but before we do that, I just am curious, what kind of motivated you to kind of look into minimalism and explore it? Um, was there any kind of catalyst for that? Or was it just something I mean, I know you said kind of after school, you decided you kind of wanted to see what was next, what, um, what brought you to that, that minimalism? For sure. Um, I think a big part of it is just my drive um, for, I, I saw in culture, I saw how people were living. I saw where our, so being, you know, I've never been out of the country, USA, it's, it's, it's what I know. Um, and so I saw the, the cultural worldviews around me and I, and I didn't really like them. Um, and out of college, I saw where, what, what culture was telling me to do, you know, like mm-hmm. go for the biggest job, go for the most success, get the most money you can so you can live comfortably and you can, and, and that just wasn't a goal of mine. Um, I, I love simple living. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I've been grown, I've grown up in that, you know, I've, I'm in the same house that I was, uh, we moved here when I was one years old. So we live on this little old, old style um, uh, subdivision, um, two and a half acres. And I, and I just loved growing up here. And it, it meant, it meant a lot to me to be connected with a place local. And so that I think that was a drive in my life, this, this um, longing to just live simply live. I had generations before me who lived below their means mm-hmm. so that they could pass that on um, to, to the next generation. So I think that was a drive in my life. And that's what kind of, when, when I saw minimalism, I saw how that, that ties in. And then a second drive, I would say that motivated me to embrace it fully was um, my, my pursuit of stewardship. So stewardship is something I've been really passionate about for a really long time since my early teen years, um, it started out with my own health. Um, I, I wasn't the super healthiest kid growing up, um, middle, you know, just ate what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always active, but so I, I got this, I got this shift when I was in, in my early teen years of, Hey, this body is really actually a gift from God. You know, mm-hmm. he actually gave this to you, me so that I can be a blessing to others. So how can I best take care of that? So the stewardship first, um, I first experienced it with actually my health. So nutrition, fitness, and then actually, as I grow older, I see that I can be a better steward of myself in my relationships, and that can help me love others more. Um, so this holistic health is, is something I think we should be stewards of. And then secondly, it's a little bit more recent passion of mine within the last couple of years is a, is a stewardship of creation. You know, just like our bodies are a gift to us from God. Mm-hmm. I believe creation, nature is a gift from God to be enjoyed and to be protected. And so being a steward of natural resources, uh, of promoting life, you know, human life, plant life, animal life is all a way we can be 
we can be good stewards of what God's given us through nature. And so I saw minimalism as being a way, I, uh, being a tool I could tr um, really chase after these two ambitions of mine mm -hmm. in that, you know, it's, it's all about intentionality, right? And minimalism is like, what, what here is going to help what, what do I have right now that's going to help me in the future or chase what I'm prioritizing? So, so the way minimalism has helped me steward better is through time. I'm now mm -hmm. trying to limit things that actually aren't being productive with my time. And by productive, I don't mean necessarily producing a thing, yeah. but that could be relationships, right? That mm -hmm. could be saying no to an easy entertainment um, and saying yes to a hard, slow conversation and being there for someone. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how that's how minimalism is 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 in taking those two ambitions of mine and making them realities. Yeah, I love that, Joel. I absolutely love that. I think that's that's great and um, yeah, very convicting in some ways as well. Um, so going back to kind of your analogy of the garden, which I, I, I love, I think that's great too. Um, you know, we're all trying to grow something of value, um, you know, to, to use your illustration, trying to either, you know, grow a garden to express beauty uh, for other people or to um, produce, um, you know, <laughs> the, whatever the, the life equivalent of, of, greens and carrots and and healthy you know right, vegetables yeah. is you know trying to trying to be productive and trying to steward um that that garden well um and you know you mentioned these weeds um you know and and this is a podcast about digital well-being and, and kind of um, specifically how do we um live well in this in this digital world that we find ourselves in where we're mm -hmm. constantly um, you know, plugged into the internet, to our smartphones, to social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think I speak for myself and probably many other people. Um, when I, when I say, I think that those things can easily become weeds in our life. Um, yeah. and, and even if they're not bad things, even if they're, um, you know, pretty benign pastimes or, or like you said, entertainment, um, that they can still, get in and um, kind of choke out what we're trying to do um, in terms of stewarding and being productive. So um, I'm just curious kind of what your, your take on that is and um, how, how we and how, how you have um, kind of applied that minimalist mindset to digital well-being and to kind of the digital life. Yeah, I think that, I think taking that picture of weeds and then taking that into digital um, is a, a totally helpful analogy. And, and so, yeah, there's definitely been some weeds I've identified like, Hey, that's pretty invasive and that's going to take over if I don't stop that right now. And so that is such an ongoing thing and I'm so far from where I want to be, but I think identification is, is key to change. And so, yeah. So the last few weeks I have been trying to identify these weeds as specifically with my internet use, with my technology use. And so a few things I've found helpful. So I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a spontaneous person. 
So I like kind of doing everything, doing a little bit of everything, keeping things moving and changing. I'm an ENFP. So, you know, things got to be going. I I don't want to get bored, you know. So for one thing, for me, um, I'm trying to limit how many tabs I have open at a given time. You know, in school, I was known for having 30 plus tabs on my one website or my one browser um, open at that time. And I was just jumping from one to the other. And it's such a picture of where your mind's at, you know, it's like, uh, so I've got like five of these for research. I've got like five of these for social connection and I've got five of these for entertainment, you know? And so your, your mind's actually going to be jumping from one to the other so fast. So one area I've been trying to weed out is keep your tabs limited to what you actually want to do right then. Um, and I've gotten some wise advice from some actually some like teachers of minimalism through YouTube and stuff and such, like as in how to group your activities together, bunching, I think is what they call it. And so like, mm-hmm. hey, this morning I need to do some marketing strategy for my business. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to X out of anything that's not going to be focused on that. Yeah. And I'm going to just spend this chunk of time totally on this. And you are so much more productive. You get so much more done. And actually, it, you have more time later on to do those other things that you, you were wanting to do or needed to do. Um, so that's that's one area I'm, I'm, whew, I'm still really bad at, but I'm really trying to weed out is, is that. And then another one is just setting perimeters for myself. Um, so, you know, for me, what's worked is uh, no, no electronics before till after breakfast. And so I have a, a morning routine that I've set in place for the last few years. And it's pretty, it's pretty standard. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's, it's pretty set. And, uh, but I, about three years ago, I, I saw the, that the phone was kind of interrupting some of my habits that I had built for years, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I'd wake up and I'd check my emails to kind of, you know, get my eyes open. Um, so I, I put that away. Um, I do what I need to do in the mornings, which looks like, you know, waking up, reading. I love to start my day in the Bible, uh, reading truth. And then I read another book that maybe is um, on a similar subject. Um, so I do two different readings, spend time in prayer, have a, a, a breakfast, do my morning routine, and then I'll, then I'll start my technologies. And then I'll start checking on things and making sure. So that's really worked well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, just in the past week, I've been trying to do that in the evenings too. So either after dinner, maybe you need to do a few things after dinner um, that involve technology, but just setting a time where I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to set this down um, and, and, and just stop. And so those, those have been an, uh, a great way for me to do that. Yeah. I think something that I keep coming back to as well is just that technology is a tool um mm. and i think it's easy for me to kind of just begin to use it um as as more than a tool or or less than a tool depending on the way you look at it um and that's a great great point that you made of just kind of blocking off time where and i know you know we've talked about this um on the podcast before with different guests is just blocking off time where you're not, um, where you're not engaging with that technology. Um, and I think of, you know, if I were, if I were working as a, you know, as a carpenter, 
I would, you know, get up and go to work and use my hammer, use my saw, um, use my drill. And then I would go home and I, you know, unless I had a specific project at home that I was working on, I wouldn't be using those things all throughout yeah. the evening. Um, and in the same way, I'm, I'm beginning to think more about that and, and trying to move um, more into a, a pattern of using my computer, using my phone as work tools um, because I work from home online um, in kind of a digital job. And so um, they are work tools. And of course, they, they do other things as well. And, and so it's not, um, it doesn't have to be super legalistic, but um, just, just treating them like, like tools. And if there's, there's not work to be done, um, or there's not a specific um, activity that, that requires their use, then, you know, there's no reason to use them. Um, and so just having that kind of um, mentality has been um, something that I've been thinking about recently and, and kind of thinking about how to implement that in a, in a really productive way. Yeah, I think that's so wise. And something I've seen too is, is minimalism and digital minimalism isn't about just throwing things out to create more space for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about just getting rid of things for the sake of getting rid of things. And so same thing with digital time and, and um, you know, internet use, don't just throw it out and say, no, I'm going to stay away from that for what reason? Yeah. Because that was a balance I had to find because I have a lot of friends that my only way of communicating with is through the internet is mm-hmm. through technology. And so what you need to do is you need to prioritize your time and you need to say, Hey, you know, I really want to keep these relationships up. I need to communicate maybe once a week with some of these people, some of these people, maybe more, you know, I want to spend some time with. So, you know, if that's what you're going to use your evening for is some quality communication with friends in the evening. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think that's knowing what you're trying to grow in your garden. And when you're pulling weeds, don't accidentally pull a plant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's um, very much what um, Cal Newport talks about in his book, Digital Minimalism. Um, And uh, yeah, it's exactly what he says is, you know, basically it's not that you can't use technology or you shouldn't use technology or that it's bad to use it, but um, he says, use it for things that you value. You know, how much is it contributing to value in your life? And as long as it's contributing to value in your life, go ahead and use it. Um, Yeah but it's the, it's kind of the mindless use that we've just kind of come to habitually fall into um, that he says, you know, that's kind of those, that's when the weeds, that's when it, that's when it becomes Mm -hmm. a weed. But yeah, um, you know, I dated my wife long distance. Um, You know, we have family, both of our families in different States. And so just keeping in touch with family um, and stuff obviously required, you know, digital technology, video calls and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, there's definitely a place for that. And there's, there's even a place for social media. I think, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's um, a place for, for connecting with people through that. But um, I think what Cal Newport is, is saying in his book, and, and I think what you're saying here as well, is that, you know, just continue to, to think about how is this affecting my bottom line in terms of value? Um, mm-hmm. And is this contributing or is this kind of detracting from um, my relationships, my work, my time, all that kind of stuff. 
Right. Because technology is so easy. It's so convenient. You know, it is so we can so quickly from our phones get anywhere we want to in the world. And so with anything that's super easy, you got to be super careful because it can I mean, we're going back to this picture, but it's, it is a weed. Like yeah. weeds are weeds because they grow easily, right? Okay. They don't take work to grow. You know, you don't have to water them. They'll, they'll come up, they'll find a way up. So yeah. And that's been another technique that I've been working on is making things less easy, things that are, are fun or enjoyable. So for me, um, you know, I've, uh, I use um, like a hangouts chat to keep in touch with people. Well, if I'm not actually trying to build the relationship or like keep up with people, but just, you know, you can be entertained with social interaction. Yeah, absolutely. For me as an extrovert. So make those things a little bit more difficult to get to put them in a folder, put them on, on, um, you know, for me, I put them in a folder that says um, uh, open three is what I titled the folder. And just like, I'm trying to, trying to play around with maybe just open this folder three times a day. You know, and so my chats are in there, um, my my personal emails in there, not my business email, but my personal email and even my Safari is in there. Like just, you know, a lot of days I'll open it six, seven, eight times a day and I need to. But just to be, you know, just a mental thing like, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is really easy and you could do this without even thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. So many good thoughts, Joel, um, as we wrap up what's one question um, that you would ask people listening to help them inspire um, kind of their own, their own consideration of these things, um, mm. something that they can kind of take and, and chew on for a little bit. Mm, yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing to, to leave on to something to chew on. I'd say, let's go back to this analogy we've used this whole episode. And so um, get to know, what you want to produce in your garden, get identify the few plants that you want to spend your time growing, mm -hmm. so that you can produce something that is beneficial to yourself and beneficial to others. Mm -hmm. Prioritize those, then identify the weeds that are keeping you from producing good fruit. Identify yeah. those weeds, and then get busy, do the hard work, Get your hands dirty, get in there and pull those out as many as you can. Um, and then share the harvest. Like mm -hmm. what you get to, I think, I think that's the beautiful thing is this isn't, this isn't about us. Mm -hmm. It is, I'm, I'm trying to live a minimal life so that I can love other people better, yeah. love my, my future children better, um, love my neighbors better. And so Get, once you once you have pulled the weeds and you're growing these these plants that you've prioritized, you know look for ways that you can benefit others. So yeah, just those are your questions. What's what's your garden? What are you growing? Where are your weeds? And how can you share that? Yeah, that's awesome, Joel. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I uh, wish you all the best in this new business venture that you're starting. And um, just continue to to um, be minimal for for the for the benefit of others i love it thanks a lot thank you man yep mm -hmm.